You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. We're back. That was my page impression. Did you like it? PWP here. <laughs> it's better than that, right? Uh, yes, welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. Obviously, I am your host, Ali Bunker. I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I am all right. All right. What a surprise. <laughs> We're not joined by Matt this week. He has got better stuff to do. Yeah. To put it lightly. Stuff so good that he forgot it was happening. <laughs> um, so you may or may have not noticed. We hope you had noticed. We've been away for a little while. Um, at least a few weeks anyway. Uh, the main reason being is that we, as again, as you may or may not know, we all went to WrestleMania, didn't we? We did. We did. We went to New York. Our first time. Matt's second. Um, to see WrestleMania, and it was a bloody good experience. It was a bloody good show. But I feel like we 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 all felt the same, and I can only speak for myself. I feel like we were all a little bit wrestled out. Yeah, we were a bit wrestled out. <laughs> there was a lot of wrestling, yes, or just general wrestling related things, which yeah. um, it's not really much of a surprise. Seeing no, as we went to to WrestleMania, yeah. Um, but yeah, just a bit of a bit of a recharge of the old batteries. Yeah, not I that I so. stopped watching any wrestling. I still watch the same amount as I normally would. I just didn't feel bound by time and podcast restrictions. Yeah, I feel like so when we were out there, obviously. So you've got WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, NXT Takeover, and then all of the accesses that we went to, and just in general, just talking about wrestling, listening to wrestling music, being around wrestling fans, and it's just like it was twenty four seven pretty much, wasn't it, for a week mostly um, and it's just it was just a lot and I mean again I'm saying I didn't stop watching it I still watched it but I didn't watch it with like as much gusto, gusto. if you will <laughs> um, or with much you know in like thinking oh I must make a note of that or I just kind of watched it kept it more casually more of a habit yeah um, and I, I'm not saying I'm bored of it like, I just feel like we needed a bit of a break yeah um Bit of an off season, yeah, almost. Just, just a couple of weeks, maybe just a, a mid season break, like they do in American TV series. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like Aiden and I both got to that stage after we got back from New York. However, I feel like Matt got there during uh, SmackDown. On SmackDown specifically. <laughs> uh, if you could, if I could describe Matt at SmackDown in one word, it would be exasperated. And I don't think there's anything to do with SmackDown itself. I just think it was a long week. He just really wanted to go to bed. <laughs> and when Matt gets tired... The only reason he wanted to go to SmackDown was to pop for the Iconics. Yeah. But when Matt gets tired, that's it. That's Matt's, Matt's gone. <laughs> yeah, he might as well stay at home that night. Yeah, it was past 10 o'clock. And then it was... Oh, and then we've got 205 Live. And then we've got a dark match. Oh. Yeah, we had 205 Live. And then there was Kevin and Sammy that was supposed to happen to look forward to as well. And that didn't happen. Um, it did. Just not barely. as you would picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we got to that stage a lot sooner than we did. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't the only one in the crowd, to be fair. That's true. I think Raw the previous night had pretty much done for uh, most of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you've got, your, um, you've got your fuck Brooklyn moments in there based on crowd certain crowd reactions to things and actions of people in the crowd yeah 
Yeah. Beach Balls mainly being the uh, the main culprit. Beach Balls, CM Punk, um, Bret Hart attackers. Oh. We didn't get to talk about that, did we? Because we um, we recorded before Hall of Fame, didn't yeah. we? Um, but yeah, that was that was a that was a pretty strange experience. So obviously, if you haven't seen it. I'm sure you can go watch it online or whatever, but someone did try to, well, someone tackled Bret Hart during his Hall of Fame, and it's not immediately clear whether that was intended to, you know, as something against Bret himself, or it was just he was just the person who happened to be in the ring at the time. But the guy who did it essentially got the, the shit kicked out of him um, by about 20 wrestlers, which is never a good idea to jump in the ring at, firstly, at a wrestling event, secondly, when all of the wrestlers are at ringside, like come on, immediately around ringside. It's not like there was a match going on; everyone was backstage. I know they're in suits and stuff, but they can still kick the shit out of you. Uh, and Dash Wilder, man, Dash Wilder, probably the hero of the weekend for a lot of people, based on just one swing of his right fist. The Dash Smash, Dash Smash, yeah. Um, so that was weird. It was just a bit of a bizarre scenario, and it felt just really weird afterwards. Uh, like they recovered, so- they all recovered quite well. Like they kind of shrugged it off, and you, you kind of forgot it happened for a while. Yeah. But in the immediate aftermath, it was just there was just more of a sense of an annoyance from from the the audience, I guess. Yeah, it was weird being there and then, and then seeing it, and then my my reaction wasn't how I'd think. I'd, I kind of thought I'd just yeah I'd, whatever, no one's hurt, like shrug it off. But I was absolutely I livid. Was really angry. I yeah. was livid. At someone who who would dare to do this, and it's not because that is Bret Hart. Bret Hart's a, a wrestling legend and a legend of mine. It's even it could have happened to anyone, uh, and I would still have felt the same way. It's it was like wow, you've literally you've just given all of us a really terrible, terrible name. And I know it's like the WWE aren't naive enough to think oh all fans are the same, but you know they can't they don't have to put this show on for us. Yeah, especially the Hall of Fame. And they they come, they invite people, and obviously people pay, and that's why they do it. Um, Hall of Fame could easily be a private yeah. function for just employees and superstars. Yeah. But they open it up to the fans, and again, I know there's money involved in that, so that's probably the main reason. But they do, and, and now it's it's like, what well, you've ruined it, like <laughs> you know, it's the guy is an absolute dick. And I hope he never ever steps psycho. Just know. reading his tweets saying that like. Blaming blaming Vince McMahon and saying that putting women in the main event at the WrestleMania was basically the worst thing to ever happen to mankind yeah. ever. Yeah, and Mick Foley wasn't even involved. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I was absolutely furious. I didn't expect to be so furious, but I just I could feel myself seething just. Yeah, watching I remember just the sitting show. there about about twenty minutes after. And just turning to you and just being like, I'm just, oh, I'm really angry. And you're like, yeah, I'm really fucking pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was weird because if I was, I don't know, I guess like as, as well as um, like of all people as well, it's a man in his 60s who survived strokes and recently got over cancer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So of all of all the guys yeah and I mean I do I do wonder if it would have felt the same way had it been I don't know Bruce Barber Beefcake or Honky Top Man who'd been tackled I'd like to think I would have still been livid but I mean maybe because it was Brett and, and, that's, and Natty as well who yeah. was there like she was it was a big moment for her she was inducting her dad who just like, passed recently anyway into the Wrestling Hall of Fame like, that was a massive massive deal for her I and mean, it's this guy ruined it basically mm-hmm. It's not that she's not going to remember. She's not going to have solely positive memories from inducting her dad into the Hall of Fame now. 
I suppose the good thing that it did highlight was the, uh, I guess, just the reaction of everyone. Everyone jumping in there with no real consideration for their own safety, I guess, because that guy could have had a knife on him or something. He could have had anything. He could have had anything. I think it it was immediate concern for the safety of Brett and Natty. Yeah. Um, And it was just really, it was really, it was good to see people obviously felt that they could step in um, and didn't just leave it to like the police and the security because the police and the security did nothing. Yeah, I mean, especially fair play to Shane and guys like Biggie and even Travis, Travis Brown, to be Brown, fair, who, yeah. as far as we're aware, has no real affiliation no anything, with yeah. Bret Hart or anyone in that family. But out of just pure respect and, I guess, instinct, was, I think, technically the first person in the ring. I think Shane might have beat him to it, but Shane was that... He was like, a bit more central yeah, to it. Yeah, a bit more central. Um, Shane was essentially pretty much there as Bret Hart hit the ground. It was, yeah. It was in the ring almost simultaneously with the guy who got in the ring. And it was weird because from our angle, I don't know if you if you noticed, but you could see him coming from, like, you could see him, he'd hopped the barriers yeah, yeah. to get into, like, the bottom floor yeah, and then hopped through the crowd. Um, so you could see it coming for about four or five seconds. It all happened very quickly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just... Surreal. It was surreal, and uh, yeah, as I say, I was absolutely livid. And I, I think we just uh, we were all just a bit quiet after that. But like, I remember, as you say, like you turned to me about twenty minutes later. And for, that was like the first thing we said to each other after. <laughs> and then I don't think I spoke to Matt for like another half an hour. <laughs> no. It was just like oh, we were so just dejected, and disappointed by it, and just as I say, absolutely furious. Good on the crowd for calling them out for being an arsehole. Yeah. I feel like it would have been the chance would have been a lot different if it was like a solely English crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that's enough talking about that absolute mojo. Wanker. Um, <laughs> because you get know, to use that word a lot anymore. Doesn't deserve our. Doesn't deserve any airtime. That's for sure. Uh, what does deserve airtime though is the rest of the week. Um, so we spent a lot of time with access. I think we covered some of this in our previous episode while we were in New York. Uh, we spent a bit more time at access after that. Check that out in the archives. Yep, um, and then WrestleMania itself was an experience, a, a lengthy experience. experience. <laughs> um, great, great seats, I think. Yeah, we did well. I think we did well, even though we we sat in the wrong row originally. <laughs> it wasn't the wrong row. It was the wrong row. <laughs> it was the wrong section. Was it the wrong section? Yeah, it was the wrong section. Yeah, you're right. We were slightly more. We were, slightly we were more, more to, to the, the left right. than we should have been. Yeah, we, we ended up more to the right after that. Um, so yeah a really really great seat so I'm really great, glad that when we went through all the hassle of buying the tickets we sat down and figured out what sections we wanted and did yeah, all that, that stuff that. so, so if, you, if, you, if you are planning on going to Wrestlemania at any point make sure if you're going with a group that you've got a plan going into buying tickets because it really helps when you look at the sections uh, we were pretty much smack bang opposite the ramp at a really good level so we could see all of the ring yeah we were just below midway I mean, the only gripe I would have is when maybe we were slightly too high and that the thing covering the ring, like canopy covering the ring, slightly obscured the set. But there wasn't much to the yeah, set to the, see. The set and also, I suppose, uh, how low we were. We didn't get a great view of when things were going on outside of the ring. But there was a big screen on the LED balls going all the way around the canopy thing Yeah, that should anything spill outside the ring, you could see very clearly, so... Yeah, it was all good in the end. 
uh, good access to the bars and the toilets and stuff as well. So oh, yeah. you weren't right outside. You weren't, like, if you yeah. had to go away, you weren't gone for 10 minutes. No, I mean, uh, it all felt really well run and organised. Other than Until the transport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting home was an absolute nightmare. We'd pre-booked an Uber. Well, I mean, a pre-booked it as, as the main event was going on, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, as Becky was winning. And, um, yeah, we didn't get home for another good two and a half hours after that. We were one of the lucky ones. Two hours, maybe. Yeah, we were one of the lucky ones. There were people stuck in our Uber queue for indefinite amounts of time. Not getting trains until 3, 4 a.m. Supposedly, it's WWE's fault for going on after midnight, uh, and the trains and seem so, to stop. And some somebody told me that they they told like the New Jersey Port Authority or whatever that... Um, the show would end at 10. <laughs> it's like, have you ever watched WrestleMania, bro? <laughs> 10 a.m.? What is this, the early 2000s? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was an absolute fast getting home. And it didn't help that it started pissing it down. Um, we were we had to... Basically, our driver couldn't get to the pickup point. <laughs> yeah, it was so a nice to... idea to have an Uber pickup zone. But he it's couldn't quite, get there. <laughs> it's quite up-to-date and current. But yeah, he wasn't allowed in. He had to go to the complete other side of the stadium. We literally walked or ran and jogged, or Matt didn't, uh, <laughs> um, around the stadium. It was so far away that we had to take a toilet break on the way around. That's how far it was. And we, we got lucky as well, because pretty much the moment we stepped into the car, or shortly before we stepped into the car, it started to drizzle. But the moment we stepped into the car, it fucking pissed it Well, down. I mean, I got a bit wet on the way to the taxi. It's maybe because I was sprinting that the road was in my face. Um, yeah, on the journey home, it was like it was that crashing it down. So yeah, I feel so, yeah sorry if we were sitting still, in a queue for the yeah. rest of two hours in that, I would have been pissed. But yeah, other than that, WrestleMania as a, as a whole, for me, an absolute thumbs up. Would definitely recommend it. I mean, yeah, and I mean, just the show as as you know on its own. Like, usually, we would go through the matches and review them, and uh, but there were so bloody many of them. And yeah. I mean. I don't. I really find it difficult to get a gauge on how good that show was in terms of the actual wrestling and the event itself. When I'm in the crowd, like I can't gauge it. Yeah, it so, always needs a and second watch. I haven't watch. watched enough of it back in order to comment on it, but I feel like it was a good WrestleMania. Yeah, the a good few of the matches, to be fair, were um, a lot better than I remember. I guess being in the crowd. So that was that was going to be my point. So first, my first. I don't remember AJ Styles and Randy Orton being that good. Yeah, I and guess partly I because back, we were like, distracted okay. by the crowd all bitching and moaning oh, about yeah, the lights, which annoying. didn't really impact us. There was people right all. next to us who were still chanting about it. Yeah, we like I can literally see perfectly fine. Like, and I mean, I've seen fucking moaning. I've seen pictures of people that people from higher up have taken, and yet you can hardly see a thing because yeah. of the glare and that. But from, yeah, from our vantage point, if you literally just put your hand about halfway up your forehead to shield you a bit. You're completely unobstructed. Which I guess you shouldn't have to do. I didn't feel like I had to do that to see everything. Maybe if I wanted to see perfectly clear with no glare whatsoever, then yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't do it for most of the match. I just did it to kind of check what all the fuss was about. Yeah, exactly. So that was a bit weird, a bit annoying. I think yeah, that was, a really, that was actually a really good match. It was a good match. It was so, so... It was almost forgotten by the end of the show <laughs> because it had been so long. Um, that I didn't even remember it happening until like a couple of days after. <laughs> and I was listening to Jerry Lawler's podcast this morning, um, where he was recapping kind of his WrestleMania week and that. He was randomly commentating on this match. Yeah, and um, this match was supposed to start, and the Seth Brock match was meant to be second last. Yeah. 
And apparently Brock had gone into Vince's office about an hour before the show started, mm. as in the main card, I think. So that's pretty fucking late to move one of your world championship matches around. What? So it was Brock's reason that he wanted to get out of there? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think partially what Heyman said in like before when he introduced him is that if, if you're not last, you want to be first. Yeah. So I think I can't was... imagine Brock cares about that. No. Yeah, it probably was the um, just want to get out of there kind of thing because <laughs> yeah. like Jerry Lawler said that he after his match he stuck around for about half an hour to an hour met up with Hulk Hogan and then him, them two and their wives all went out for dinner under the Brooklyn Bridge uh-huh. and they said they came out for dinner and drinks at about 11 o'clock and Wrestlemania was still going <laughs> so yeah he, he didn't stick around no, so can't imagine Brock would. Can you imagine seeing Jerry Lauder and Hulk Hogan at dinner like during WrestleMania? I know. Especially when Hulk Hogan had been on at the beginning of the show. Yeah, That'd well, and, and Jerry Lauder had been on even later in the show. Well, yeah. <laughs> imagine just seeing that. Like, uh, <laughs> shouldn't you be somewhere? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's the rest of And we're not going to go through the matches and the rest of the show because there's too many of them. But I, I feel like it was a good WrestleMania and I will watch it back at some point. It it's was a, a good and <laughs> that, um Watching it then... Um, objectively the second time around on TV not being soberly in, as invested in it huh? soberly soberly as well <laughs> Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan really good match actually by miles the best match of the night yeah a lot better than I remember from purely just quality of the match standpoint yeah and also electricity of the crowd because yeah. uh, I know that I was into it but I wasn't 100 percent sure of how much the crowd was, yeah. especially at that point in the night. It's hard but, to judge, yeah. isn't it? When you're when you're in an area, you can only hear yeah, people. Yeah, if, you, if you. your area is not into it, you might not necessarily think that the rest of the 80 other thousand people are. Yeah. But yeah, it was crowd all on board for it. Um, but I feel like that was probably their uh, the last kind of the last push of energy, really, because it kind of it all went downhill in terms of the energy after that. I think it did slightly, yeah. Um... What I would say is it got really cold really quickly. Yeah, it did. Um, so, if you, again, if you it ever go to a WrestleMania in New York area or, you know, along the East Coast, in April it's a bit chilly. <laughs> it turns out it's really fucking cold in New York in April sometimes. And sometimes it's all right. Yeah, sometimes it's really fucking hot as well. <laughs> Even on the same weekend it can still be hot one day and cold the other. It's almost like England, actually. Come to think of it. Yeah. Um, Come all that way. Just for the same weather that we got here. In fact, it was colder. It got down to like four degrees in one of the days. And I was yeah, like, that's I did true. not I did not prepare for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt didn't prepare for the cold at WrestleMania itself. No. Well I I mean I wore a hoodie and t shirt and jeans and I was cold. Yeah. And Matt was just in a t shirt and jeans. He was very cold. Was, Even though I love five how... minutes before the start, I never get cold. <laughs> and then about an hour into the show, I'm just gonna see if they do any hoodies at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we were ill-prepared, yeah. but it was fucking freezing. It would have been fine if it wasn't windy. I think. Yeah, I think it was the breeze, um, but anyway, we'll move on from, from WrestleMania. It wasn't Tyler's fault. It's, not, it's never Tyler Breeze's fault. Uh, we'll move on from WrestleMania. It was as good as an experience it was. We also went to Raw SmackDown, but probably the less said about that, the better. Um, beach balls and shit, you know, the bar. Buddy bar. <laughs> <laughs> that really, that really pissed people off. And that wasn't even the worst bar in the Barclays Centre. <laughs> Prices at the Barclays Centre for drinks and I don't even look at food because I'm assuming 
They were ridiculous. The cheapest food was a taco. Which $9, was 16 I think. Oh. <laughs> $16. A beer was 15 and that's a can. And that's minus the tip they ask for. Minus the fucking tip, which they literally stare at you until you'd give them. Yeah, it's very awkward. Fuck and not even a full thing. pint can, either. No, just a, a semi-large can. Which they don't even pour themselves. <laughs> they balance it on the glass Which you were thing. mightily impressed at at the start. But yeah, the first time. But then when they asked for a tip for it, I was like, you've literally done less work. <laughs> anyway, because I was stuck griping about that. But yeah, extortionate price in Barclays Centre. Sort that out. It's like it a about, quid for a beer. It was about a dollar cheaper, I think, in the MetLife. It was a dollar cheaper, yeah. I mean, you could get foreign beer for 15 or domestic beer for 14 at the Barclays. And I think you could get beer for 13 at the MetLife. Warm margarita. <laughs> Good margaritas. Um, but yeah, so... Great experience. I definitely, definitely recommend doing um, WrestleMania. I'd recommend uh, New York as well, to be re- fair. Well, yeah. So you two have already been. I've already been, yeah. A couple of I times already, been. three times now. We'd like to go again the as just a tourist, yeah. rather than having things on. But mm. yeah, all good stuff. Subway system's a bit confusing, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit backwards. <laughs> it's just a bit weird. You never know where you're supposed to be going, where your train's going to end up. Nothing's nothing. It's got nothing on the tube. Nothing on the tube. If anyone ever, if I ever hear anyone say that they like think the tube's too complicated, then they can get the fuck. Yeah, get the fuck to Brooklyn, and then <laughs> to New York. Like that's that's difficult. But anyway, right. So since WrestleMania, then so we haven't recorded for a couple of weeks, but there's been a a lot of changes in it's WWE. Been a bit of a shake-up, you may say. The, you may say yeah, you could claim that there's been a shake-up of the superstar variety. Um, but the rosters have. Changed and and then changed again. Um, yeah, they just a, keep changing and changing. Um, what? Who do we think are the winners and losers based on you know referring to actual wrestlers and superstars in this shakeup? Um, I think the SmackDown's women's division in in, in general probably benefited, which I'm not so sure was the right call purely for just time restraints on SmackDown. But I think we've said for a long time that the women's division on SmackDown is is a bit thin on the ground. Yeah. Um, In terms of individuals, I think based off the last last night's action, Bailey could do well. Yeah. Now that, that she's seemingly broken free of Sasha Banks. Yeah. What was going on there? We don't know. Um, I was kind of a bit dis- not disappointed, but it's a bit of a shame to see Elias go from Raw. But he's, yeah, he started but off strong. I'm gonna say I can see why they've done it, and also it, it it's freshens elevated him, up him as slightly. well. Um, yeah, because he's kind of done. He's gone through most of the babyface roster on Raw. Yeah. Um, so he then goes into a feud with a raw superstar <laughs> yeah, a former raw superstar on Smackdown yeah um, Roman Reigns in terms of who's gone to raw I felt like Andrade could have been a really big one yeah um, but they've obviously shifted him back and there's AJ inexplicably they've moved him back to Smackdown yeah there's AJ as well obviously um, I feel like I'm missing someone who am I missing did the Viking experience raiders. 
God knows oh, what's going on Ivar there. and... Was it Eric? Eric, yeah. Eric and Ivar. The fuck is that name? Their third name under the under, um, under the WWE umbrella now. Team name, yeah. Or, or Viking Raiders, as they're now known. Now, now for this, for, until next week. It got so much backlash, didn't it? The Viking experience. Like, it was just it the... sounds like a fucking like, tour someone I genuinely can't think of anything worse Viking-related that they no. could have could have chosen why did they have to choose the fucking viking thing i mean what is what is wrong with war raiders i mean they were war machine before the war machine then then the war raiders which originally i was like well that's stupid yeah. we're calling war machine but, but it then worked. obviously there was heavy machinery but yeah after about a month i was like yeah obviously they're war raiders yeah um they've come to raid nxt yeah but viking experience People say that they they dropped the war word because they don't want connotations. They don't want people. They don't want two of their wrestlers getting the crowd to chant war. <laughs> but they've been there Still for a year do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> they've been I'm there for saying, a year now. So my issue isn't so much with the team name; it's with their individual names. Yeah, that, I don't know why that had to change. Why did that have to change? I don't know They're what Hanson and Rowe. I don't know what's wrong with Hanson and Rowe, especially as. There's already Eric Young, Eric and Rowan. we'd had Eric Rowan, because yeah. it can't be that Rowe was too similar to Rowan, yeah. because Eric is literally the same as Eric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just it was baffling. Like I don't know why they had to change everything. Yeah, because like in and a now way, are they hills now? Seems like it, and and that they've just dropped the NXT tag titles. Well, they still they still say they're champions, but it's not like they're coming out with the belts and. Well, not exactly representing, are they? No, exactly. And that kind, I think that <laughs> They've kind got of different fucking names. I think that kind of shows um, maybe what Vince really thinks about NXT. About NXT, yeah, just doesn't give a shit it's, about yeah. continuity or anything. Yeah, as soon as you come on the main roster, like there needs to be some bleed over. Yeah. Um, like you know, having the same name. Yeah, handy, <laughs> you know. But Especially yeah, when you're a champion. It's just changing a bit too many things at the moment with these NXT guys. I mean, Alistair Black's got that shitty creaking in his music. Yeah. Ricochet has the, the thunder sound effect when he takes his hood off. But I noticed this week as well. Yeah. Because it happened last week, but it was mistimed. Bef- there was a, a moment... in his time? Surely it's in his music. Well, no, there was a moment last week where... Um, they came back from a backstage skit and like the raw graphic went across screen. Mm. And as the, the raw graphic went across screen, you heard like, like a bullet. Oh, yeah. That seemed, I've heard that a few times. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Is that like the new raw transition theme? And then about 10 seconds later, uh, Ricochet's music hit. Yeah. This week, that sound effect hit immediately before his music. Yeah. So I'm thinking, is this now part of his entrance? That, he's... that they're making this Ricochet sound effect. <laughs> Because his name is Ricochet. So they've added two new sound effects to his music, which have not enhanced anything. No. And it just was ridiculous. And the, what they like what they did with Alistair Black's thing, they've added in the creaking. Mm. It makes it really awkward when on Raw that we saw when we were there, when the fucking thing doesn't work. <laughs> yes, it just sit he just up sits up off the floor. <laughs> so... Yeah, kind of shot themselves in the foot there. Yeah. Uh, ricochet, ding, ding. Did it boom? Yeah, it was just like the first time. First time it happened, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. Like, oh, it must be a new thing that they're doing. But... I think I heard that on this week's Raw. Yeah. Yeah, it was on this week's Raw. And, and I think, again, I felt music. like it was a, a Raw transition. 
thing. That's what I thought it was. But it only nah, happens when Ricochet's coming out. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it up for you. We happy Valentine's Day. So yeah, we just listened to it back, and and it's right. It seems to be <laughs> that fucking Ricochet thing is part of Ricochet's music. Um, just bizarre. I don't know why they do these things. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. We've now look. We don't. We've kind of just watched his entrance back now, and they've they've convoluted it. Like they've they've added in that noise, and then they've added in the thunder thing, and the lights sort of come up, and he has to do his hood, and even the way he gets into the ring is different on the main roster. Yeah, as he's in NXT. NXT. Just, I don't know if that's his decision or what, but it's different. Same like with that, and with the War Raiders. Don't, just don't fix what's not broken. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with his entrance before. Now it's just a bit cringy. And they just keep adding things in, like every couple of weeks. Yeah. It's just a bit strange. So they see, they keep looking at it, go, oh, something's missing. But there ain't, there's nothing missing from Ricochet's entrance or from Ricochet other than. I don't think anyone's ever looked at Ricochet and been like, oh, he, he could really do with something. Yeah, he should have like a Ricochet sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Even no. be. Just shit. I blame Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from that. So the rest of the superstar shake up there. So Ricochet stayed where he was. Yeah. Alistair Black moved to SmackDown. Alistair Black initially, apparently, like last week's episode, he stayed where he was. Yeah. Didn't show up on SmackDown on Tuesday, which you would then assume means that he was part of Raw. Yeah. What annoyed me was Michael Cole when these guys would come out. Michael Cole being like, "Does this mean he's part of Raw? Like, how do you not know what the fuck's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> so he was there Raw last week. Yeah, yeah, the tag match. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit, bit strange. That went under the radar. They didn't really announce that. Um, he seems to have been part of the collateral damage with uh, Andrade moving back. Potentially, yeah. Um, so Andrade appeared on Raw to face Finn Balor. And then beat him, beat Finn Balor, and then appeared on SmackDown this week to face yeah. Finn Balor. Um, it was just a bit, especially stupid, considering they made quite a big deal of Andrade moving to Raw, um, and you know, Selena Vega spoke about, and oh, now they're here on Raw, and it's what they're going to do. And then it's like, oh, no, moving back. The shake-up's been a whole bit, like, a bit of a clusterfuck, really, isn't it? Because we've had. Like, Lars Sullivan showed up on both shows and it was a bit confusing because there was no confirmation that he'd gone to SmackDown until this week. Um, Andrade went there, was going to be the future of Raw, and then has gone back. <laughs> Finn, back Finn went to Raw. SmackDown, meaning that for a week SmackDown had both mid-card titles and then Joe showed up on Raw. Yeah, because he was supposed to be supposedly ill last week. But, um, yeah, uh, like, Daniel Bryan's currently out with an un- unknown injury. Where's he going to show up? Nia Jax is They've out. They've split up the bar, Supposedly. but only this week, not last week. Yeah. Um, Sheamus has like disappeared. And yeah, he's apparently got Cesaro's a concussion. Coming out to Sheamus's music. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, yeah, Nia Jax is out indefinitely with with shitty knees. We don't know what's happened to Tamina. Tamina wrestled on main event so this week against Dana Brooke, while Sam Roberts shat all over her. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, that was Dana Brooke, not Tamina. Not literally either. Yeah, not literally. Um, but yeah, he's now a commentator on a no, no, main fuck event. That, mate. Fuck that. Uh, who else have we got in terms of who's kind of up in the air? Um, I was going to say Lacey Evans. Jinder Mahal went over Mahal. this week so rather yeah, than Jinder last was on week. Smackdown this week. And the Sing Brothers, obviously, and they Sings. go with him. 
Imagine if they just moved one of the things. Yeah. So they broke up Gable and Rude. Broke up Gable and Rude. And now Bobby and now Rude is now Robert, Robert Rude. Rude. He's growing a moustache. More name changes. I'm sure we didn't have last week. He had a beard. So right. he's just shaved the beard off uh, and yeah, kept the moustache. Yeah, I that's thought that so as well. I was like, he's grown out. Impressive moustache growth. But then come, like, come to think of it, I was like, actually, no, he's never been clean shaven no. the entire time he's been in WWE. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a, got rid of the rest of it rather than growing just that bit. Yeah. Um, he did say he got rid of 150 pounds of dead weight. Yeah, he could have been. referring to half his beard. <laughs> he also could have said 200. Like, yeah, unless, right. unless he's purposely trying to be mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a bit of a cluster, isn't it? It has been, yeah. And then there's the whole Sasha Banks situation. No one knows what's going she's, on there. she's apparently got too much heat to return to Raw, so we'll be going to SmackDown. Oh, so she just gets in Bailey's way again. Yeah. Why has she got so much heat with on Raw? Like, what's happened? I don't know. Apparently, her her and Alexa Bliss have a like really bad relationship like they they had to be separated at some point or something around mania time but why um there's all these rumors about her and bailey taking this tag team championship loss very poorly yeah. um, which from i don't believe for a moment i believe there there might be some annoyance about it but the whole rumors of them sitting on the, fl- the hotel lobby floor or lying on the floor and 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 verbally uh, or voicing their displeasure over the situation. I just don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Sasha's where's Sasha gonna land? What what's going on with Bailey and the uh, with um, Becky and the Iconics? Yeah, Becky's on both brands. The it's a good band name, on, by the way. <laughs> like Betty and the Jets. Yeah. Um, Becky's on both brands. The Iconics are on both brands. Like, just it's just a bit weird at the minute. Two or five lives been purged in the last four or five months. Yeah, Buddy Murphy's <laughs> gone SmackDown, but then wasn't on it this week. Cedric Alexander on Raw. Yeah. Ali moved up a few months ago. Yeah. Got rid of his first name. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just. I was trying to think of so many candidates um, to have their name changed. Yeah, who's next on the list? I, I did come up with one actually that I think is pretty much definitely going to happen. Oh, it was Buddy Murphy. Just like Murphy. They're just going to call him Murphy. Yeah, that. This buddy sound ridiculous. Buddy, <laughs> that'll be, that'll be his gimmick, wouldn't it? He's gonna be a good guy. He's gonna like, it'd be like the kind of Bo Dallas thing. He comes, yeah. he comes out of his thumbs up and wants to be everyone's friend. <laughs> right, where's uh, Bray Wyatt going? You ruined my fucking segue. <laughs> it brings me to a very interesting point from the last week of WWE programming. So over the last few weeks, and I think the first time we saw this was at WrestleMania. Raw after Mania. Raw after Mania was the, uh, the sort of vignettes that they played um, of that creepy, weird, puppety bird thing coming out of a cardboard box and laughing maniacally. Um, and then there was a second one, I think, on the SmackDown After. And maybe it was a week well, after. Well, it was... The SmackDown After Raw played the same one. And then a week after on Raw... Then last week's one. one was the additional the one with the doll. One. Uh, and then I'll repeat on SmackDown again. Well, actually, I think people on, on Raw and SmackDown, it that that aired twice. The first one was the one from like the shorter version, and then yeah. the second time was with the whole creepy doll. Yeah. Um, was that that oh, what was it going to say? I think people caught on quite quickly that that was Bray Wyatt. I don't think that was much of a secret, mainly because they, as you rightly put out on Twitter earlier, 
um, or it might have been yesterday, that it was a version of his music playing exactly. in the background. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, like, the more you watch it, the more you can tell. Because the first time we watched it, we were in the Barclays Centre. Yeah, you couldn't, and we didn't really take that much you, notice of the music. People initially thought it was some weird kind of dinosaur thing, but it wasn't until you get home and we watched it again. We went, oh, it's a buzzard. And, and then we watched shirt, it again, yeah. and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I was watching it, I think sometime last week, I thought, like, this sounds like Bray Wyatt's music. I listened yeah. to it again. I was like, this is a toy box version of Bray Wyatt's yeah, music. I did the same. I was like, yeah, that's literally his song. <laughs> but then I was seeing people being like, oh, is this a vignette for Paige and her new tag team? Yeah. Is this for... Um, Oh, shit, I can't remember who else it was. They were like, oh, is this um, like a kind of a bit of a, a darker repackaging for Alistair Black and all that kind of stuff? And I was like, it literally couldn't... Like, if you just pay attention, yeah, yeah. it can be more obvious. Pay Bray Wyatt. attention, people. Uh, right, brings me to Bray Wyatt. So, again, we don't know what's going on. But I think a lot of people don't know how to take this. Uh, I know you're a fan. I think Matt isn't, but I don't know. Uh, and I don't really know. I think like, this could be brilliant. I think it could be absolutely excellent. But It'll go I one fear of two it's very going different to be ways. absolutely fucking terrible. I am... Um, I'm very excited about this. At least it's different. Bray Wyatt's always, since bursting on the scene, as the Bray Wyatt character has always been in my favourites. Um... And from a character point of view from a character point and from a zim ring work is good as well to be fair um but he just they just never would go the full way with him yeah they just never i don't know they didn't make it's like they didn't make him like vicious enough yeah or, or, uh, they just like he they would just lose every single feud he was in yeah like follow the buzzard like be part of my cult okay but but you're shit in the ring yeah, exactly. <laughs> well you're not shit in the ring but you, you can't win a match so what's the point so um and this this will be like people say there's not enough variety in WWE everything's a bit samey <clears throat> but this is probably the most kind of creative and different thing that they've come out with in a very very long time it's the biggest character change i've seen in probably since probably Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt <laughs> yeah maybe yeah um, and it's i'd like to imagine it's almost solely Bray's work I can imagine I don't know I feel like he he, he's, he would have gone away come up with this come up with a whole plan as well and they've just gone they might maybe tweak tiny bits here and there but mm. they just go oh, yeah, right, let's go with it see what happens same course of women really yeah because I mean, it's got the most it's, it's one of WWE's within 24 hours one of their most watched YouTube videos yeah ever right. in terms of initial response yeah um, be that good or bad, but yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very excited for it. And for anyone who thinks that he's going to be playing a character other than a complete fucking psychopath, <laughs> then wh- why like you're an idiot? Yeah, I mean, my concern is like, firstly, I hope they let these vignettes go for a number of weeks. Yeah, before bringing him back. And yeah, I don't I don't want to see him in the ring for a minimum of another month or two. Yeah, and I hope. I don't know. I guess, but there has to be a different one of these every week. Yeah, it has to be different. I mean, I, ideally, I would have hoped there were two different ones this week, but I guess that's asking for too much. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to give it time. Like, I want, I want it to be a success because I really like Bray Wyatt, and I think he deserves 
some success to come from a character that he obviously puts a lot of work and time and effort and thought into uh even with his previous character like he you could tell he lived that character he wanted that character to work and it didn't really work for him not really for any fault of his own so i feel like he deserves like some success with this but my concern is how does this character translate to the ring to the ring and i guess to the mainstream audience like if this was nxt i'd have no doubts that it would be over like rover you may say um rover ain't over but no one's yeah, had a rover for about 20 years main, main roster audience might take it slightly different i think for some of the reasons that you mentioned about him being so detailed and like just the tiniest little details in his character i think it's partly why I'm, I've always been such a big fan. Yeah, same, same. I've always me. been very much of a details, like nuances kind of guy. In yeah. Bray Wyatt, I've always said I could see as like a, a movie villain. I could yeah, always see yeah. him playing that role. And I think I'm just excited to see the stuff that he does in these vignettes um, yeah. and how he plays them. Because in terms of like promos and stuff like that in WWE at the moment, I don't think there's anyone better. No. There's a few candidates, but I don't. Yeah, I think the, his delivery of the, the, of the style is, yeah. as well of his like, the style and the creativity of the promos because yeah. people would say that his um, his promos are sometimes a bit too hard to understand yeah, because it's, yeah, just rambly really well. kind of riddles and that. Um, but it doesn't really get much more simple than <laughs> what, what he's got doing now, now <laughs> um, which should help in terms of translating to the main audience. Yeah. Um, it's just weird to hear him like talking. It is kind of weird, voice. and so like supposedly because he's he's got a child on the way, might want to be a like a, maybe viewed in a slightly more child friendly way. But at the mm. same time, he literally changed all his head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he changed all his own head off. So there was a few things that like I don't know how many times you've watched it back. I don't know, but there was a few Three things in the in the, the clip that um, I wanted to maybe talk about and what they actually mean. Um, so first, my first question to you is have you seen um, Don't Hug Me I'm Scared before no but I've heard people I've heard people been tweeting about this so I've seen this before like it's one of those weird viral it's more than one video I think it's about seven six or seven videos that came out about probably about six or seven years ago um, firstly and they come out like every year or whatever um, and it's very it's like kids animated almost like stop motion style like inanimate objects humanized basically and they're talking about they like sing kids songs and stuff but at some point it takes a really sinister turn um and at, when he had the he's got the two gloves on and they say hurt and heal hurt and here. um on them and that like, he puts them up to his face and he's like, he listens to them he puts them up to his ear yeah so that was that was the next bit so the first bit was he covers his he covers eyes, his with eyes them, and, and it goes a bit through. weird and then he just comes back and he's normal like that's a bit strange and then as he before he went to chain we got the chainsaw out and before he went to do it he put it up to his ear and like it had the hurt hand up to his ear yeah so i imagine it, it could go like a two-way kind of thing so he's got a hurt he's got a hand or glove telling him to hurt and he's got another one maybe telling him to kind of calm down a bit yeah because you heard when he put his hand up to his ear there was these weird distorted voices yeah that, and that's what it, it sounded like someone was like on the phone to him almost yeah. from a distance um so yeah i didn't know whether anyone else had picked up on that sort of thing there, there was a few moments really in general of just him kind of doing weird kind of awkward glances to the side and the cameras cut a bit there was yeah. a few just little moments of silence which were a bit kind of 
odd. Yeah. So the whole thing. The whole, so firstly, I had seen. So I had seen your tweet that said I love Bray Wyatt's new character. Um, before I'd started watching Raw, um, so I didn't. Basically, I forgot that it was a Tuesday and not a Monday, so I didn't watch Raw until later, like later on in that day, because I just completely forgot that it had happened. Mm. And then you tweeted that, and I just thought, oh, he's obviously talking about the vignettes, like he he's jumping the gun a bit, but I think he loves it. And then I started watching Raw, and then I thought, oh, actually, maybe Ray White comes back. And then, <laughs> and then when the Firefly Funhouse thing came up, I didn't make the connection at all. Um, and then until he poked his head until the he door. poked his head through the door, and I went. The f- <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" And then, and then I didn't immediately hate it like a lot of people, and I don't hate it in any way. If I'm honest, um, I didn't instantly go, "No, not not giving it time. Fucking hate it. Get it away." But I can see why people did. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that bothers me, though, is that it. How can you tell? whether this is going to work or not. You can't. Yeah, you absolutely and I, can't. I have literally no idea how this is going to go, how sinister it's going to go. Maybe he just might end up being the ultimate child-friendly baby face. Well, that's that's my fear. Um, which And I really hope that doesn't I'd happen. I'd like to imagine it isn't going to happen, but I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm fine with that. But that's the whole point. I want it to be good. Yeah, I want it to be good, and I do have a little worry that it's not. And that's but the I, thing, and I think that's good that we want it to be good because it means we care yeah, about Bray Wyatt. I have enough faith in Bay, in Bray Wyatt. Do you Bay have enough Wyatt. faith in the creative team? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It depends. <laughs> it depends how how much creative input and control, more mm. importantly, Bray's having with this. Well, they've had a lot of time to figure this shit out, haven't exactly. they? Exactly. So let's hope that, that... That gives me more faith than yeah. if it was just like if he was gone for a week, mm. two weeks, and then decided to change. Um, so what we need to bear in mind is that obviously... Excuse me. <sighs> Still feeling the wrestling uh, fatigue. <laughs> Hangover. Um, what we have to bear in mind is obviously last time we saw Bray, well, he was he was thrown into the lake of reincarnation. Exactly. Um, and he's been reincarnated now, which continuity for once it makes sense um, weird to say that that's continuity because he's completely relaunched as a completely different character and but... that wasn't even the last time we saw him as well well no it wasn't was it because he came back and they were tag champs <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so it might just it might have taken a while to, to really <laughs> take effect oh yeah he came back and helped Matt Hardy win um, then the battle the royal, battle royal and then he? they then they were tag champs the deleters of worlds uh, yeah forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> and they lost to the B team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. Yeah. Well, that maybe not continuity then. Screw that. There goes my point straight out of that fucking window. He didn't. We not to say that he hadn't been thrown back in since. Well, maybe. Maybe the he initial went, reincarnation. Maybe he went for a, a fishing well. trip and then fell in. You know, on that dilapidated on boat. Dilapidated boat. <laughs> um, That's what him and Matt Hardy was up to while Matt was away. Yeah, just going fishing and falling in the lake. That's why Matt Hardy's come back. As old Matt That's Hardy. Ni- yeah, 2000 Matt, 2000 Matt Hardy. 2000 Matt Hardy. Team Extreme Matt Hardy. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And I, I can't... I can't imagine that it's not taking a really sinister turn. It's just, as you say, how sinister does it go? Yeah. Like, are we talking paedophile sinister? <laughs> I like the way, as long as you let me in. Yeah. 
I don't think we're talking I don't think we're talking paedophilia uh, but I would also like it not to take that turn for a good few weeks yeah like give him time to subtly like work his character in don't have him turn up on next week's vignette and just say I'm gonna kill all of your dreams and eat all of your heroes um (laughs) just keep him up like make it like a, a weekly TV show yeah um subtly dropping things in and see where it goes yeah I think it's the best way I wonder if they filmed another one already I'm going to say I'm assuming they filmed these in batch maybe in bulk I can't imagine they're going to keep maybe they wouldn't have done actually because I need to see the reaction that's what I was thinking if they're just doing one at a time or if they maybe did do two or three but would then refilm in case of reaction yeah um and he does look in good shape as I well. I saw my final point about this was the shape he looks. I saw a picture in. of him with a fan yeah, before I'd watched Raw, mm. and he looks a lot slimmer, and he looks quite muscular now, Stiffed. like in, as he was before. But His arms have so always obvious. been massive, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so that's good to see. Um, tidied up his look, obviously, as a yeah, Charles TV TV host. Hair a bit, giving himself a tan. So, yeah. Life seems to be treating him good at the moment. Yeah, he's obviously got a baby on the way as he's well. He's the so. talk of the WWE universe. Well, yeah. <laughs> what made me laugh a little bit was that on Raw following that, that he was the number one tw- trending topic, and they showed it twice during one of the matches. And I think it might have been um, Cesaro and Cedric Alexander. I'm not sure. That might have been way after that. But the, the commentators just didn't mention it. You know how like, yeah. Michael well, Cole would usually be all over Twitter, like, number one trending this year. This. Well, two things that annoyed me was, because um, they showed the the vignette earlier in the night of just the, the yeah, bird yeah. and the doll. And Michael Cole, after, went, what was what that? Was that? Yeah, it was like, like, we haven't seen it's it. It's been going on for the last two weeks. Yeah. And the, the other thing that annoyed me was that some UK broadcasts didn't get I it this, and yeah. mine was one of them so I was sitting I was I was coming back for an advert break you know how the the raw theme tune on it sometimes goes on yeah, for about two for minutes I was sitting there just playing a game on my phone it went on for five whole minutes and I was like when the fuck is it coming back and then I realised because I'd seen the tweet before raw I was like oh, I bet this is the Bray Wyatt bit and then I watched the rest of raw and I didn't see it I was like oh fuck so then I had to go back and and watch it on, on the internet on YouTube yeah. and stuff just to go and find it so I was sitting there for a good five minutes just listening to the raw theme tune in the background, <laughs> the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Did you notice on SmackDown, though, that they kept cutting to the crowd? And then, and then the sound the kept sound dropping. The sound was not on. Yeah, that was annoying. I couldn't tell whether that was the silence of the crowd reaction. Yeah, well, I, I thought that at first, but I couldn't even hear the crowd. crowd. It was just yeah, genuine silence. So I think because then the second time they went back, and there was silence, and they went back immediately. They yeah. didn't hang around, so I think it, they just had some problem yeah, with the feed. Sound issues. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's Bray Wyatt covered. Uh, my next sort of topical question I wanted to re really ask was what do we make of Roman Reigns moving to SmackDown Live? I'm fine with it. I just I don't know why he punched Vince. <laughs> I have literally no reason. Why wouldn't you punch Vince? I mean, was he pissed about. Maybe not being called the biggest acquisition in SmackDown in life history, which that's what we're aiming at, really, right? The amount of people who, who I saw say that they've heard from someone they know that it was um, Brock Lesnar or Conor McGregor. Some say, "Oh yeah, my source confirmed to me that, that Conor McGregor's there tonight." <laughs> if I can, wasn't um, Conor McGregor was at, in court? I think 
over the weekend or whatever. Dick. Smashing someone's mobile phone. Um, so, yeah, unless he was pissed about that not being the biggest acquisition, it's not cause to go and punch your boss, is it? And he, yeah, he should have really been fined or, and or fired. Well, Shane listed those things. Uh, it made me laugh just thinking of what Shane did on SmackDown. But, um, his ADD really kicked in. His ADHD. <laughs> did it? Or is he just misspeak? Just, well, the, just the after, how hyper he was oh, right, after yeah, with Elias really and stuff. But yeah, yeah. His, his promo beforehand was awful. <laughs> Fucking Ralph Mushmore. <laughs> Ralph Mushmore. <laughs> I thought I heard it incorrectly. I went back and li- I, I rewound it and was like, what the f- Ralph Mushmore. And then Ralph I was. Ralph Mushmore. <laughs> I was so glad that. Um, Corey Graves mentioned it. I'll say, I was literally pissed about Not literally. No, don't piss myself. When Tom Phillips is like, oh, and he's got a settle to score. Settle to score. What the fuck, Tom Phillips? Uh, You've been hanging around Mount Mushboard. (laughs) Oh, God, that was hilarious. I got hilarity points this week. And Corey Graves did come out of another funny line later on in the main event when the Tom kept interrupting him to cut to the comment, the New Day commentary yeah. tape, and he was like, "If you interrupt me one more time, I'm going to punch you in the throat." <laughs> <laughs> of all the places. And then he also said one about Robert Roode, and he was like, "I, I bet there's going to be a, a sudden <laughs> rise in pregnancies." Yeah. And Renee was like, "Just for the record, that's not how babies are made." <laughs> and then immediately after, for almost no reason, Michael Cole just went boom. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's how babies are made." <laughs> Oh, Michael Cole. Yeah. He really must be. We're never going to hear him say it's like Big Dog yeah. or, boss or potentially time. Boss Time. Yeah, ever he, again. He might. Yeah, you'd be. Um, you'd be distraught. <laughs> What's he going to do with himself? Just continue to be an annoying wanker on commentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the most likely cause. Mm-hmm. All right. So Roman Reigns on SmackDown. For me, I think it's a good move. Because I think it allows Seth to take a bit more of the spotlight on Raw. Yeah. Uh, and I think it brings up the um, intrigue and, you know, the watchability almost of SmackDown as a brand. So that can only be a good thing. They've all obviously and, got this deal with Fox in mind. Yeah, and Roman's done everything there is to do on Raw. Exactly. Faced everyone there is to face, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the, it's kind of weird seeing him in these, these mid-card stories at the moment. Well, is he the mid-card story? Well, I mean, in terms of like the the matches on on the Money in the Bank, it's not going to be a main event match, is it? Him and Elias. Guess not. But it's it was the main potentially story an open on SmackDown even. this week at the beginning, anyway. Yeah, not yeah, not to say that it's not an important story or a, a, a focused storyline, but in terms of the kind of the ranking of matches yeah. on the card itself, it's not really it's not going to take precedent over either the women's title matches or the men, Money in the Bank or the Universal title. Guess not. Although it's a bit up in the air what's happening now with the women's titles on Money in the Bank. Becky's saying she's going to defend doing both, both. Of her titles. Yeah. Is it a triple threat now? Or... I could just, when, when she loses both, she'll turn up in the women's Money in the Bank as well. <laughs> she may well do, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to see... Uh, so we've got four weeks Finley now. will put her in the match just midway through like you did at the Rumble. <laughs> um, we've got four weeks now, I think, or just less than four weeks now, to Money in the Bank. Um, I would have liked to have seen some progression towards deciding who's going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, they, ha- they haven't even mentioned it, really. Mentioned like, it Triple H very briefly mentioned it again, um, with Seth this week. But, yeah, yeah they've really brushed over that one. 
I was really hoping that Elias would be in it. That's usually the first thing that they establish, and then the other matches yeah. go around it. But now we know, like Roman, AJ, Elias, none of them are in. Yeah. The ladder match. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's many candidates. But I imagine Finn won't be in it based on him being IC title, IC champion, and Joe might probably probably won't be in it being US title. So I think that leaves like Drew. But well, you you think that, but Joe was in the triple threat matches well, yeah. this week. Like you've got but Drew. I think we're going back to Joe Mysterio probably. At some Maybe point. you've got Drew. You got Andrade. Yeah, I was thinking Drew Andrade, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin. Don't forget about fucking Braun Strowman. Yeah, he, has he been? No. I know he destroyed he, uh, EC3 last week. Did he? Yeah, he threw him through the stage. Oh, yeah, of course he did. But yeah, he didn't show up this week, did he? No, he didn't show up this right. week. Um, don't forget, we had Braun, and then you've got... Um, Bobby Lashley. Point of view. Bobby Lashley well, yeah, didn't show up. Bobby Lashley wasn't even around. And from a SmackDown point of view, I guess you've got um, Alistair Black. Yeah, presumably. Shinsuke. <laughs> Shinsuke, Rusev. Rusev. Um, not Ricochet from a Raw point of view. Sami Zayn being the money in the bank from Raw. Yeah. So there's quite a few options and to be honest I'd be happy with all like the combination of those people Sammy Zayn I wanted to mention go for it on fire oh his mic works great right last, has been. last week on Raw I'm going to show you my hand imagine this is Sammy Zayn's hand now this water bottle here imagine that's the WWE <laughs> universe that's going right into my it's hand it's working really great over the microphone it's going right in the palm of Sami Zayn's hand. Yeah. He fucking owned them. <laughs> well, it was They in, were his bitch. It was in Montreal. It was in Montreal. But the man could do no wrong. <laughs> Which was it just today? They just kept playing it. And just his reactions every time, literally just melting out of the chair to get up and dance. Um, so only then just come back and be like, fucking marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what he's done. Um, yeah, it was great. Love Sami Zayn. Loving Sami Zayn in a minute. Um, so overall, then, based on you know what we've seen from the Superstar Shakeup, which brand do you think has come out on top? Hmm. I, I think they've both they've both done very well. So we'd out say of it. it's been a positive move. Yeah, I was general. I've I liked the way they did it this year, and just that they moved more people than previously. I like that they, the amount of people they moved is good. I just didn't like the way they did it. No, that that bit could have been a bit more, a bit clearer and a, and a bit more logical, I guess. But the, also, you're always going to get that in WWE. And also, what I struggle with is, and I know people moan about the authority figures, um, like being on the screen, having roles on the screen. But like, it really helps when you've got two general managers, yeah, um, wanting to steal talent from the other show. Yeah, there's, there's no real reason. Exactly. For... Why have these people moved? No right. one knows. Like They're the, running the, both shows. The superstar themselves might want to move to a different brand to face new people, yeah. but it's not like Shane's going to say to Stephanie, like, oh, I want to take this person because yeah. I want SmackDown to be the best because Shane's also the authority on Raw. Yeah. By the looks of things, although he rarely shows up. Um, does he get the shit kicked out of him? So, um, yeah, that was a bit weird. But, yeah, I like that they moved more people this year. So it felt more... It feels fresher now. It feels considerably different than it did three weeks ago. Whereas the the shakeups in the past have been maximum of five people on yeah. on both shows moving. So last year's one I remember being quite underwhelming. Underwhelming, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I I I'm, 
a big fan of all the fresh new matchups and stories we can get. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm looking for like Charlotte to... and Becky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, it sounds cliche. I'm looking forward to seeing the new matchups and stuff, but I'm looking forward to see what they do with um, AJ on Raw. Um, I know obviously he's going into this this match with now with Seth, but I can't imagine he'd win it. Um, but like, does he does he stay at the top of the Raw card now, like alongside Seth Rollins and and then does who he else? Kind of fill the Roman role. Yeah. Does he turn heel against Seth? That's what I'm thinking. Does he turn heel at some point? Does Seth turn heel? Imagine he can't would. imagine Seth turning here, um, but you not know, as two champion, ba- two baby faces at the top of the card, not doesn't work all the time, um, for a prolonged period of time. In short bursts, I think it works fine. So, you know, does that? I mean, I liked, I'm, I'm interested to see now that Roman's not on Raw, what happens with the likes of Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, um, even, they Baron ever... Cor- even Baron Corbin, yeah. Would they ever pull the trigger with Braun Strowman? <laughs> will they? Will they? Will they ever? Um, and will uh, Brock Lesnar next show up? <laughs> I don't, probably, will he turn up on SmackDown? Probably SummerSlam. Um, so yeah, there's 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 many different things I'm intrigued in. Right, like, I'm intrigued to see what they do with Roman on SmackDown. Whether they keep him out of the title picture for a prolonged period of time. And we haven't even mentioned Kevin Owens and New Day. Yeah. Um, so that's probably been one of my favourite things in the last couple of weeks. Is Kevin Owens being big O. As an honorary member of the New Day, uh, but then turning on Kofi this week, I thought uh, for me that was the right decision. I feel maybe it was slightly soon, but it makes sense to get the build up to maybe Money in the Bank match. I'm assuming they'll have a match at Money in the Bank. Um, so yeah, you you would assume so. I was kind of my my initial reaction was like, oh, ah, yeah. I was enjoying that, but at the same time, as it was happening, because you came over while I was watching it, <laughs> so I thought. It's probably better they do it now because so we know it's because you, you yeah you knew it was going to happen, but you didn't expect it to be this soon. Yeah, the longer it went on, and maybe they might drop more hints. It's less of a surprise. Yeah, but yeah, this one legitimately took me by surprise. Yeah, um, so soon into it, and it makes sense. Like they they couldn't they couldn't do it last week because he was in Montreal. There was no way he yeah, got booed. That's true. You don't want Kofi getting. Jeered. Exactly. There's no way uh, Kevin Owens would have got booed for that. So it makes sense to do it this week. Um, and yeah, I'm all for like because as as good and as entertaining as Kevin Owens was in that role, he's just a born heel. Uh, yeah, he is. But if he's so good, he can do both. Exactly. Um, so I'm glad to see him back in um, back in the kind of prize fighter yeah. role. Uh, as yeah, as it just actually, makes sense. As long as he actually wins stuff. Yeah, because the, it, from a storyline perspective, it makes sense because he was the one who was kind of shafted and pushed to the side yeah. to make way for Kofi Mania because he was allegedly having already put shafted and pushed aside Kofi being shoved into the match that Kofi was supposed to have a fast. True, because he was allegedly supposed to be the person who was facing Brian at Mania. Hmm. That was the original he plan. Just ended up not getting a match at all. Yeah, not even in the fucking Andre the Giant battle. <laughs> um, so it makes sense from when you think of it in that way. Whether they go that line, which I'm sure they will. I'm assuming they will. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, just quick, another quick one before we before we go. Kofi is champion. How are you feeling? I'm still fine with it. I'm. I was happy in the moment. I'm happy with it now. I don't think. He, um, people are saying that he's he's not 
serious enough as champion. Yeah. But I don't think just because the moment you, you maybe, win. Yeah, you can't maybe take him as as credible as he could should be as champion. Maybe he was there like he was having too much fun and stuff. But I think. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. The moment, um, just the moment you win a title doesn't mean you have to yeah, then be serious all the time. So you don't have to go all last. They, that, that, they, that didn't happen when they would win the tag team championships. Mm. They would just be the same old new day. Yeah. Um. So I'm perfectly fine with how it's gone so far. Um, Kevin Owens is as good a choice as any as the first opponent, especially with Daniel Bryan out for however, however long. long. Yeah. Um, we haven't even mentioned Ronda Rousey. By it's the way. a weird one that one with Daniel Bryan because mm. it's an undisclosed injury. Yeah. Um, apparently the uh, they they want to keep it close. It's, it's supposedly not a concussion or anything head related, and nothing serious serious so just serious just enough to it. keep him out for a little while maybe I don't know if they've a bit of a break and that's what they're not saying because injury won't sound serious enough or maybe it's just a, a general health kind of thing perhaps instead of an injury yeah maybe um, not sure maybe he's off making a baby maybe <laughs> not that he needs weeks off for that like a couple yeah. minutes um, <laughs> <laughs> couple minutes right that's how long it like, usually lasts right um so yeah, who knows? Um, but I'm I'm all right with him taking some time off, um, just as long as as long as he comes back as a heel, yeah. which I didn't think I would say six months ago. <laughs> no. I think we were saying is at WrestleMania, weren't we? Just like imagine like, that time last year. Yeah, this time last year, how different it was. That's crazy. Everyone just so against Daniel Bryan winning that match at WrestleMania, and it's just to think of where we were a year ago absolutely ridiculous but credit credit Dan Bryan to get that stage I think yeah great heel work definitely great heel work um, and as I mentioned just while you were talking we, didn't, we haven't really yeah, Ronda Rousey. about Ronda Rousey former Raw Women's Champion Broken Hand something like that she said on her YouTube channel um, and WWE put out an article on it as well Broken Pinky Knuckle brilliant what a way to refer to it and they kept yeah they kept calling it Pinky Knuckle Supposedly, while flipping over the table. Really? But rumours were that she was going into the match with a broken hand. Yeah. And of all the spots to break your hand on, yeah, how do you do it while hand. flipping the table? Yeah. It was kind of funny because while she said it, she was like, "Tables are for bitches," and then ended up breaking her hand while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, irony. <laughs> um, but and then there's this. Her status with WWE is a little bit uncertain at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, she, well, she then went on to say that she's off to start a family. So she has she left? put up that... Well, they've said uh, she's basically on indefinite leave. Yeah. Because I did read something the other day saying that she, her, parent, her original plan was to only stick around till Survivor Series. Mm. And it wasn't until WrestleMania main event was on the cards that, yeah. that she had extended her stay. I don't know if I believe that because she signed a contract of 2021. Yeah. Um, so I have to wait and see, really. But yeah, she put out that Instagram post with hashtag impregnation vacation. Impregnation vacation. So I don't really think it gets much more clear than that. Yeah. Well, um, what if it doesn't happen? It would be kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, but she also said she'd walk out of WrestleMania with the championship. That's that didn't true. happen. That so happen. she's got previous. And now we've got Be- Becky Two Belts. Becky Two Belts. And supposedly they've also lift- Vince has lifted the ban on the word belts. Yeah. Based off the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, surely, the have been surely they're going to come out with a 
Becky Two Belts t-shirt because I'm assuming so. That It'll probably be that doesn't Becky scream. Two Belts with two belts drawn on. Yeah, <laughs> over her shoulder with some unnecessary shit on the back one as well. One over shoulder, one round her waist. Um, yeah, the Iconics as well. They've been killing it. Not in the ring. <laughs> Definitely not in the ring. Um, I don't know about the Iconics. I feel like their their last couple of promos have just fallen completely flat. But when they do backstage stuff, it's really funny. I don't know about. I've I've enjoyed the the promos. I don't know so much about maybe the live crowds, um, hmm. but they yeah their promos are always generally quite funny. Um, I liked the uh, the dehydration thing and then the overhydration. She's, yeah, she's overhydrated. Yeah. Um, what did they do? They did something on Raw as well. They did a thing about Ariana Grande. What did they say about Billy Kay? That's, that's the reason why she lost to Naomi. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. They did a backstage thing as well. Um, but yeah, they've just been outside of the ring, really funny. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and we've also had Kyrie and Asuka. Kyrie and Asuka, Asuka now teaming. Uh, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that one. I, I feel do. Like I, they could have just brought up um, Yoshirai, but yeah, I do feel a bit, bit sorry for her in that sense because. Mm. Um, they team. I don't know whether Kyrie and Asuka had ever teamed previously, but yeah, Kyrie and Io Shirai had outside yeah. of WWE and in WWE. Yeah, um, they're really fun to watch as a team. I haven't really seen a lot of Kyrie and Asuka yet to no. determine whether it would be similar. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit. I think what was what was a bit disappointing was Paige's promise of two brand new superstars. One of whom is Asuka. <laughs> was who was the champion a literal two weeks before? Yeah. Um, so that was a bit of a not a letdown, but and, uh, and I guess we don't like we haven't had any explanation as to why Paige is their manager. Yeah, of like unless it's purely translation, but <laughs> I can't imagine Paige's Japanese is great. <laughs> I can't imagine it is either. To be honest, <laughs> and from what I've heard from both Asuka and Kyrie, they can speak perfectly fine English. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not sure if, if it's just a reason to get Paige on TV. Yeah, I think it probably is. I mean, they've got this little thread running through of the whole absolution thing again, which is quite interesting. Well, yeah, does that end up with eventually that... Paige turning her back on whatever this new team are going to be called? Uh, does it just lead to an absolute uh, Maddie and Sonya versus Asuka and Kyrie saying at Money in the Bank with Paige as a special guest referee. <laughs> um, she ain't loud in that ring. <laughs> that's what we thought about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. With Paige. She's definitely, <laughs> she's not, definitely not. Her head will fall off. <laughs> I don't think it will. Bray Wyatt will chase her off. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Liv Morgan moved. Liv Morgan moved. Yeah, did they break up the Riot Squad? Well, I, I don't know where they moved one. I don't know where the Riot Squad network special is because their last night was on the same night as the Shields. Oh. Shield got a whole yeah, house show a dedicated whole house to them. Show, yeah. so Dean, Am- Dean Ambrose is gone. Dean Ambrose fucked off. Um, like, it seems like it was genuine. Yeah, well, I haven't watched Shields. I haven't watched any Last Final Farewell, stand Final something. Stand, something like that. I haven't watched it. What I have watched is Dean Ambrose's speech from after, Yeah. which was generally just in, in terms of like a life advice kind of speech was very good I didn't hear it what did he say he basically just said about how um, like um, his three guys in the ring are like um, embodiments of like not taking no for an answer like um, how Seth overcoming um, 
Brock Lesnar, uh, Roman overcoming like the most horrible thing That's imaginable, a... um, and just said that like next time, um, like anyone tells you no or something, you just said like break their doors down, like walk through with your middle fingers in the air and tell them the shield sent you. Know, like it's kind of, it was kind of a cool, cool um, little speech he gave. Rene was wearing a jacket with Dean Ambrose's face on the back. Um, it looked kind of like from um, The Shining. The Shining, yeah. yeah. That's all right, yeah. And also, Corey Graves was wearing a denim jacket. And I thought, like, from I saw a picture of him standing outside the ring with that one. And I was like, oh, Corey Graves is going a bit casual tonight. But it was, it had some Ambrose isms sewn oh, into right. it. Um, and Corey's, uh, Rene had said that. Um, it was originally meant for Dean, who couldn't fit. That's <laughs> <laughs> too tight. So, so gave, it to, gave it to Corey Gray. <laughs> How weird. Um, but yeah, cool. Cool stuff. So that's Dean Ambrose gone. Might need to give it a watch. I've, I've, I don't remember where I read it. It must have been, it would have been on Twitter or something. But I think I, I saw him. I saw a quote from him from after that or from around recently. I essentially just said, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting wrestling. I mean, like people will say it's a work and he's not leaving or whatever, but it also at the same time wouldn't surprise me if he did just leave yeah. at least for, like for a long period of time. Mm. If if this is a work and he is due to come back, I would say keep him out for a minimum of six months to a year. Yeah. Literally let people completely forget about him and don't even spoil it his return with like vignettes or or anything on Twitter, don't announce it on the Wednesday before that Dean Ambrose will be returning to Raw this week. <laughs> Literally just have him turn, turn up out of nowhere. Yeah. Do some crazy shit. Um, don't make him come back two weeks' time. <laughs> um, but yeah, if he is gone, then fair enough. He's had a good run. Yeah, he it's was just the a first, shame. Just a bit of a shame. The first member out of the Shield to be Grand Slam champion. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's very a shame. Very well decorated in the end. Big loss. Yeah, it will be. People say that he, he got lazy and complacent but in terms of actual hard work and consistency like up until his injury like, like end of 2017 or whenever he was literally there all the time for about four or five years straight yeah 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 he, 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 he had the most matches yeah statistics for the most matches in the last like five years yeah it wasn't until he went out injured that i think one of the usos overtook him yeah no it's the iron man um usos moved <laughs> yeah, you say moves. Yeah, mention them. Then. Yeah, they moved to Raw, beefed up their tag division a bit as well with the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Uh, had a weird, a weird little um, line on Raw this week. It said, uh, don't drink and drive. And then the weird kind of look over. Because, <laughs> you know, they've both been guilty. Uh, um, yeah. So many changes, it's hard to keep track of. So yeah, like they've split up the riot squad for no real reason. Is Sarah Logan going to be part of the Viking experience? Is she going to team with Ruby Riot? Are they just both going their random separate ways for no reason Is just because Liv yeah, Morgan left? Morgan Why did they feel the need to break up the riot squad? Yeah, it's like the f- I I feel I, I kind of worry for them. I feel I feel for Liv Morgan. I think I fear for her. I know that she's seen as someone who's got great potential. Uh, I imagine that WWE see a lot in her, but she ain't gonna stand out on that SmackDown women's roster. Not, not right now. No. Maybe a few months down the line, she might get something. But maybe. 
Um, yeah, it's hard to see her in, say, a program with Becky Lynch at the moment. Exactly. I don't think Liv Morgan's won a match for about six months. No. <laughs> I, I don't. I think they also lost on. I don't know who it is they faced on that house show, um, but I'm pretty sure they would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have lost too. Um, right. Well, that, I think that brings us to the end of what we what we wanted to talk about with the superstar shakeup and what's gone on for the last couple of weeks. There's so much to really discuss that we've kind of summarised it. I think um, just gone with the basics because there's just too much that's happened since we last recorded. Hopefully, we'll be back to our full contingent next week. Hopefully Matt will join us. <laughs> See if he does or not. Yeah. I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's still got that wrestling hangover. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be back to a to a three man band um, next week for what is probably somewhere around our what, 60th episode. What are we on now? Way more than that. We're getting up towards seventy. Up towards more. the seventies. Let me just confirm. Maybe sixty six. For you, my friend. 64 this will be 64 yeah Zoo Lane so um 64 Zoo Lane it's an old kids TV show is it never even heard of it anyway so yeah thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the uh, People's Wrestling Podcast um, remember you can get involved with us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram at the underscore PWP um, and you can find us individually on there too Aiden. where can they find you at Aiden Bunker. You can find Matt at the Bear M Bumby and you can find me at Ali Bunker eighty eight. Uh we really hope you've had a great week and thank you for listening and we will see you next week.